This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. I find it hard to believe that we have not done this topic today because I feel like it's right up both of our alleys. Pixar has a set of rules for storytelling. Uh, somehow it became public. It was originally tweeted by someone named Emma Coates. I just happened to come across it today and I was like, wow, have we not gone through Pixar's 22 rules of storytelling? Let's start with my favorite, number 12. Discount the first thing that comes to mind and the second and third and fourth and fifth. Get the obvious out of the way surprise yourself. This is my favorite because this is how I live my life. We could have a much easier life somewhere other than San Francisco, but we've chosen to live in San Francisco and it's made our lives way more interesting. I can remember after our second kid was about like two and my wife's like, I'm back to shape. I'm so happy. This is going to be great. Our life is set. I'm like, nah, let's throw a third in there. So I always feel like surprise yourself and then see what happens. And I feel like the people at Pixar do that all the time. Yeah, one of the things, a lot of writing, start, or a lot of comedy writing comes from improv, and there's an improv game called New Choice, where it's like, <laughs> I went up the elevator to grab a hamburger, New Choice. I went up the elevator to grab a, a Martian, New Choice. And like, you just, it makes you say stuff that will surprise you, and you keep doing that until, like, that's exactly what your quote is, or your number, the number on the, was it 22? Number, number 12. Was Anyway, that one is what keeps coming up. Uh, as far as storytelling goes, have you ever heard of the term Save the Cat? Uh -uh. Not the term, the book? No. It's it's this book that's kind of like the, if you want to get into screenwriting, it's one of the like, oh, you got to read this. And Save the Cat is basically the concept that your hero needs to do something redeeming to make him lovable. So if you're walking by and there's a cat in a tree, he say like the proverbial cat in a tree, like just to, to make your... Uh, audience get on board with your protagonist. Uh, the one thing I liked on here the most was simplify, focus, combine your characters, hop over detours. You feel like you're losing valuable stuff, but you're setting it free. And one of the hardest things, I've written some, I don't really like writing, but um, cutting things down is hard to do. But if you can, if you can do it with a look rather than saying words, it's probably going to be better. There's nothing I dislike more than when people get expository in dialogue and you're like, all right, why is all this being said? Like you can, the director can convey this. And so I, this is, I liked it. Yeah. You know, I had that one um, highlighted as well. And I felt like we need to send this in a blast to every pastor around the country. Yes. Simplify and focus. Like literally, like we talked about this all the time. Ted talks, one idea, pastors going for hours, like, there's so much stuff you want to say, but what do you really need to say? I do this every single day. I have to do a sports report and it's like three minutes long and it can only be 90 seconds. And I have to strip all of it away and kind of always say, what's the essential part? Because there's a time limit. Mm -hmm. I love this. Simplify the story and then take shortcuts. I like that too. Yeah. I mean, if you look at commercials, they convey an entire yeah. story within 15 or 30 seconds and it's, they're able to be, um, good at it. they're 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 efficient at it another thing that wasn't necessarily on this list but is kind of just the idea is 
character development that a lot of people don't spend time on. The TV show Shit's Creek that was kind of a sleeper for a long time, then won a bunch of Emmys, was created by Dan Levy, uh, the son of Eugene Levy, who's famous from American Pie, if you haven't seen the show. But I heard him talking about how he talked to his dad. He's like, I want to create this show. He's like, all right, we'll go work on developing your characters. And he did for like six weeks. And his dad's like, all right, do more. And so like fully fleshing out your characters and knowing how they would react, like creating a backstory is important while it might not work in, or it might not matter for the scene that you're writing, just it informs your behavior. And I think character development is very important. I'm sure Pixar spends lots of time on that. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? We all, is there a story that's never been told before? No. So it's always about the characters in your story. So if the characters aren't interesting, then it doesn't matter because we've heard all the stories before. Yeah, and <clears throat> bringing it back to acting again, like if you just think about any situation, if you put Joey from Friends in any situation, <laughs> you know what he's going to do. If you put Kramer in a situation, you know what he's going to do. And these are fully developed characters. And that's why you like him. Even when you know Joey's going to say, how are you doing? Like you laugh at it. Like the anticipation of it is exciting and it, it pays off and you like it. So character development is great. Another one that I liked, what's the essence of your story? Most economical telling of it, if you know that, you can build from there. So for instance, like you got to know the elevator pitch. Even if, I, I like the idea of whatever that guy was who made the movie, Memento, mm -hmm. he, which is like one of the most confusing movies I've ever seen in my life. He still could give 20 seconds about what the movie's about. Even a complex, you still, there's an essence of what it's about, even though it might be confusing. Can you, can you distill the essence of what you're trying to say? Yeah, I mean, especially for being able to sell it, you need to be have yeah. a concise log line. It's like, this is what I'm trying to say. And if it's going to take you, I mean, that's why I called an elevator pitch. If you can't say it in the 20 seconds, you're in an elevator. That makes a big difference. Also, another thing just with being concise, I find that if I remember watching a movie and I check the time or I check my watch, that means they've lost me and maybe they didn't need to go on that long. You know, like, <laughs> well, why'd you keep going? <laughs> this is one that's interesting you admire a character for trying more than their success so then the story always has to become about the process right you care how they're doing it not necessarily what they're doing yeah there was uh another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that is you got to keep in mind what's interesting to you as an audience not what's fun to do as a writer because they can be different and if you want to like write something or tell a story that's like fun to write, or you think it might be fun to shoot. But if your audience doesn't care about it, then it doesn't matter. Like you could have a really good time just watching someone be in themselves. And that's more interesting than them jumping a car over a bridge. My last one is this. Um, and I want to get your thoughts on it because you're more, way more of a writer than me, but I do have a story tied with it. Come up with your ending before you figure out your middle Seriously, endings are hard getchers working up front. You write stories, you do stuff all the time, you've made movies. Did you, where did you come up with your end? Um, I mean, it's been different every time. I think a surprise, like, I don't necessarily agree with that. Maybe huh. I've never written a feature film, but uh, well, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> like, you want to be surprised. Like, if you 10 minutes in, you're like, if, as watching it or reading, you're like, all right, I know how this is going to end. Then it's kind of like, a little bit disappointing um usual suspects like 
maybe maybe that was written that way but it's just more i think it's more fun to be surprised and so reverse engineering a story to have a jarring twist at the end i don't know if that's going to be the best way to do it the reason i resonated with this just because if you know where you're going then you can kind of figure out them so sort of reverse engineering it yeah. Or you could take the Quentin Tarantino path where you just show the ending and then like <laughs> skip through time and no one knows what's happening. And everyone's like, oh, this is genius. <laughs> genius. Um, I, I, I would love to sit on a, they kind of have these um, movies behind the scenes at Pixar. Like I would love to sit on pitch meetings about all this stuff. I went, I went on a tour of the Pixar building. My friend used to work there and the, 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 the architecture is really cool. They have the they have skylights that are on an angle so it's like a 45 degree angle and the thought is by the architect that light can come in to bring ideas but it's it's sh it's sheltered so it can't come back out like we're a concealed just like with even with the the, the thought into the architecture of pixar is smart you That's walk by awesome. all their, their uh oscars anyway it's great is your friend still there no they uh, got tired of the bay area and got a different job in texas I I'm two degrees of separation from Pete Docter, one of the directors there. Two degrees. Ooh. Name drop. Name drop. Name drop. Well, if you're ready for an episode with that guy, please reach out. <laughs> find us at Reposted That's Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller for Pixar Man. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs>